6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Chelsea Bird filling in for Jalen Nye this afternoon. Yeah, you want to talk about interesting people, certainly interesting stories this week. <laughs> when it comes to our political landscape here in the province, Jason Kenney announced he is going to step down as premier, but also then said that there's still a lot of work to to be done before he is officially out of there. So even though he received 51.4% of support from his party and his leadership review, he's saying, I'm done, but you are not quite done with me just yet. So no interim leader for the party. It will remain Jason Kenney until until a new leader is chosen. Who that's going to be raises a whole other host of question marks. So we got a lot to talk about in terms of what the future looks like for the UCP and what the future looks like for our province. So we're going to get into it right now with my next guest who have chatted with many times on the morning show. He's a professor of political science at Mount Royal University. Dwayne Bratt is joining the show. Dwayne, good afternoon. Thanks so much for making the time. Hey, Chelsea. Um, I'm very curious to get your perspective on this because I know that you have no shortage of opinions when it comes to all things Alberta politics. And I am curious what what you make of the fact that we just seem to not be able to hold on to a premier for a full term. What What is going or, on? Is our province just or, not governable? Or have we? Like, that's the confusing part right now. So I made a comment. Last night, I was live on Global Calgary just after the caucus meeting, and I said in the span of about 24 hours, we have a premier winning his leadership review, Mm -hmm. then resigning, and now staying as premier. (laughs) And uh, so confusion reigns. Um, because then I read the letter he sent uh, the executive director of the party, which says, uh, I will resign when a replacement is chosen. Okay. But when? When is that? Um, Does that mean we're going to have a leadership race, and in September or October, we're going to have a new leader, and I'm going to step down? Or I'm going to run in that leadership race. (laughs) If I lose, then I'll step down. If I win, we might not have a replacement for five, six, seven years. Like, it's it's mind-boggling. The Constitution is uh, of the party says, you know, an interim leader – can't run for the leadership of the party, which makes perfect sense okay. because as interim leader, you get all sorts of benefits and advantages that it would sway it. Well, he's not interim leader. He's the leader. He is the, the premier. So this is something not really seen, foreseen in the uh, in the party constitution, that we would have this position where he gets over 50% narrowly of the leadership review. If he got below 50, it's automatic. You're done, you know, pretty much at that point. But if you get over 50, then he decides, no, that's too narrow, so I'm going to resign, but I'm not going to tell you when or how, or a replacement. So, and, and then there's this weird um, photo op in the cabinet room at the McDougal Center here in Calgary. And Kenny walks in last and gets a big standing ovation, um, which looked really weird. Uh, and then it's like, are you a caretaker government? No, we got a lot of things to do. We got a lot of agenda things to do. So, 
I'm just quite confused here. Yeah, I mean, and it's it, this is what's fun about politics is that there's so much to pick apart and there's so much nuance that you can kind of look at and sort of, you know, maybe try to fill in the gaps in terms of what's going on. So, I mean, he comes out and he gives this speech that at first sort of seems like it's He's him doing a victory lap and then sort of does this about face and says, no, I'm actually going to resign. But he, he also, in that speech, uses that opportunity to brag about everything that the party has done. So, I mean, that could suggest just could it not Dwayne that maybe he's sort of positioning himself to say look I still did all this good maybe he will put his name on the ballot moving forward he could very well and um, bear in mind in the the weeks leading up to the vote he kept saying you know use the old line don't compare me to the almighty compare mm-hmm. me to the alternative well in a leadership review there is no alternative it's an up or down vote on the leader but in a leadership race then it's Kenny versus Brian Jean. It's Kenny versus Danielle Smith. It's Kenny versus X, Y, and Z. But here's another uh, fly in the ointment. You're a cabinet minister, a senior cabinet minister who has leadership aspirations. Maybe it's a Travis Taves. Maybe it's a Doug Schweitzer. Do you run if Kenny runs? Do you run... Do you speak out (laughs) while Kenny is still deciding? Hmm. Let's say Kenny decides, I'm not running. Go ahead, Doug. Go ahead, Travis. You guys run. Okay. You have to somehow differentiate yourself from the premier. Even if you say, look, our policies were really great, but there was something about Kenny's leadership. I mean, there's a reason half the party didn't want him there. How do you run against Jason Kenny when he's still sitting in the premier's office with the full authority and power that a premier has? Can the premier um, shuffle his cabinet? <laughs> so uh, I'm just, I've got more questions than answers right now. It's, uh, it's almost like uh, Wednesday night never happened. It's 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 something that I think we are all doing right now. I mean, there I think we all have more questions than answers right now, and that's what makes it so entertaining. That's certainly what makes it exciting. Well, it may make it entertaining, but think how much time has been spent on the internal workings of the United Conservative Party as compared to the governing of the province. I'll just give you an illustration. How much of the Premier's staff who have been on a leave of absence for well over a month to work on his campaign, could they not have been working for the province during that time? How much time has Jason Kenney spent on the machinations of his leadership review that could have been spent on the governing of the province? How much time is now being spent on the speculation chatter of the future of the government to the future of the party that could have been spent on governing the the province. So let's say hypothetically he does want to continue on as premier. What would be the benefit to the fact that all of this attention, all of them, all of this, these resources has been spent doing this kind of busy work of leadership review and, and gossip and, you know, drama. Is there any benefit to this? 
Uh, I mean, there may be benefits to Jason Kenney. I mean, he barely narrowly won with less than a thousand votes. If he probably hadn't dedicated that time and resources, it's likely he would have lost. Uh, and then we go into a full-fledged leadership review or leadership leadership race. But right now we're in limbo. Had he easily won um, 60, 65, 70 percent, then that would have settled the matter. Had he lost con- conclusively below 50, that would have settled the matter, and we could have all moved on. But now we're sort of in limbo, uh, one foot in, one one foot out. And the questions just continue to swirl about who will potentially lead, what's going to happen, can the UCP regroup? I, can it, quickly, Dwayne, because we don't have that much time, can the, the UCP kind of come back together and be united? Or is it so fractured at this point that they're going to have to rebrand themselves? Well, I have been writing for a while now. Uh, that the United Conservative Party isn't particularly united. In fact, my colleague here at Mount Royal, uh, Bruce Foster, and I wrote a piece uh, that was largely theoretical, but we added you know, the context of the Alberta situation. And this was in the summer of 2019, so months after their victory. And we said that there are fault lines within the United Conservative Party, and these are the fault lines. And here's the theoretical approach that we're using, which is conservative parties, particularly on the prairie, have this weird tendency of breaking apart and coming together and breaking apart and coming together. And we see this federally and we see this provincially. And in general, they split apart when they're in power. They come together when they're in opposition. Now, so we said we don't know if this UCP can last very long. And we wrote this several years ago. This is pre-COVID. And what COVID did is it exacerbated all of those internal divisions within the party, libertarians and fiscal conservatives and social conservatives and urban and rural and progressives and wild rosers and moderates and pragmatists and ideologues. Um, And they're all sitting in this big tent, but they're fighting one another. And that was the reason for the leadership review. And I don't think that is going away. And even if Jason Kenney was removed and you have a leadership race, those candidates would all be representing sort of one part of the party, one faction of the party, and would they be accepted by the other parts of the party? All right, Dwayne, we're going to leave it there. I know we could keep chatting about this, but that's all the time I have with you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Okay. You're welcome. Take care. That's Dwayne Ratt. He's a professor of political science at Mount Royal University talking about the fractures within the UCP that just seem to continue to keep dogging that party.